the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Great to be together. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, we have a great show today. We'll talk, of course, with our old friend Ted Malik, Dr. D- Ted Malik, about what he sees, what's going on. Always he's good for a check-in on the uh, economy also. So we'll visit with him and see what he has to say. And also very special guest, very special guest today. I've been really interested in looking forward to this one, a writer over at Breitbart. Breitbart.com. Breitbart.com has a lot of talented writers. One of them is A.W.R. Hawkins. A.W.R. Hawkins, who writes on the Second Amendment. We'll talk with him about what we're already seeing in the era of Biden-Harris when it comes to gun rights and gun groups and gun protection and all kinds of things. We'll hear what he has to say. Uh, That'll be very cool. I hope he'll be a regular guest. Very good writer and a real smart fella. So, all right. Well, what do you need to know? What's your wink today? What do you need to know? Oh, by the way, the wink, the window, people are really getting into what you need to do. My tips on things to do. We'll get to that later on in the program. You can listen what you need to do. The window. And today it's going to be a second, maybe third time about Josh Hawley, but a different twist. His book, which has been canceled by Simon and Schuster, is going to be published. I'll tell you more about that and what you can do uh, to help uh, Josh Hawley, help the First Amendment, help America, all that. So tune in for the window. What you need to do is the fourth segment on this program right now. If you're listening on the podcast, it's later on. If you're listening to this as a standalone segment, go to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and get yourself... You'll see all the links, standalone links to the segments, and watch watch the link for today's window about Josh Hawley's book. Josh Hawley's book. Uh, you're going to want to do that. By the way, over at ProAmericaReport.com, you can sign up for the daily email. It goes out at 8 a.m. East Coast time. And the daily email is called The Daily Wink. What you need to know. What you need, W-Y-N-K. What you need to know. Tune in. Get the daily wink. Sign up there. Free. Totally free. No, uh, no, um, no purchasing. No credit card needed. No nothing. I just get you that great information each morning at 8 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Okay, it's a big week. It's a big week. And I want to tell you, if you start to look closely, it is a very sad week for this nation because a whole bunch of policies are going to be reversed that will have instant detrimental effect instantly on this nation. So, for example, the one of the first acts the president, the new president, the Democrat president will do, President Biden, after he's sworn in, is he will allow tax dollars to go to overseas entities that pay for abortions, that sponsor abortions, that educate in favor of abortion. Just bad. Tax dollars, American tax dollars for abortion is just horrendous. That's just a complicity, a complicitness uh, uh, in a terrible evil we shouldn't have to go through. And we will. 
Uh, Joe Biden's senior staff has said they will reverse his policies on the uh, so-called ban on travel from certain nations where we have bad guys coming in. They call it the Muslim ban. Most normal people call it a ban on travel from countries that send bad guys to America. And of course, we haven't had a terrorist attack in America under Joe, under uh, President Trump's watch. Is it a coincidence that his get tough policies included, you know, create bad guys traveling from crazy nations that don't have good checks and balances on their visa systems and their security? It doesn't seem like it, but they're going to reverse that. Here's another one. This is terrible stuff, and they're announcing it with pride. The Biden administration will reverse all of the executive by executive order, all of the rules that protect that protect our, our, our young girls who play sports from having to compete against guys who say they're girls. Now, remember, this transgender sports issue is really so unfair. It's crazy how unfair it is. You've got girls that are playing sports and they enjoy sports and et cetera, et cetera. And now you have boys who identify as girls who go over and they get every record. They win every race. They dominate every event precisely because boys and girls are different. So, you know, different skele- uh, uh, skeletal systems, different muscle, musculoskeletal. It's just crazy. That's the kind of priority. Here's another one. Joe Biden's senior staff says they will rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Well, rejoining, we've been out of it for two, three, four years, almost four years. It hasn't done any bad for anybody. In fact, they all say that the uh, the uh, climate is the so-called um, um, carbon levels are down. So we're going to rejoin. You know what rejoining does? It costs the American people billions of dollars. Initial costs just paid and then costs because we have to abide by the regulations that the Paris Climate Accord will tell us to do. We don't get to say no. And I can assure you, nations like the communist Chinese regime, they just cheat. They don't bother. So that that's a that's another one that's going to be nuts. It'll take American jobs. It'll cost American businesses money. You get the point. On and on and on. Look, I, I, I've watched. You know the the incoming president's administration. There was a, one of the congressmen was on television earlier today. He said with a straight face, the National Guard that's guarding. The the inauguration, tens of thousands of uh, National Guard. This congressman from Tennessee, Congressman Cohen, he said 90 percent of the Guard are men. And everybody knows 20 percent of only 20 percent of white men voted for Biden. Therefore, we need to check and make sure that these Guard are loyal to president to the incoming presidency. Can you imagine if that's the level of distrust that the left has of people or more importantly, if they're going to now, what are they going to throw anyone out of the National Guard who happens to say they like uh, uh, oppose the policies of Joe Biden or even like the policies of Donald Trump? Has the cancel culture extended to the military and therefore the military can only serve if they will what? Not just be loyal to the Constitution and the commander in chief, but be loyal to the political party. 
I have to say, you know, I have heard from people, one of the real shames about having only one term of Donald Trump was a few of my friends that work in the, in, in the um, uh, Pentagon and work in the highest levels of military have said it was refreshing that when Trump won, there was not, you know, a hundred different master's degree in international affairs types who came in the administration and went over to the Pentagon and started telling them what to do. And that what, what, what uh, Trump had was not as many people to do that kind of stuff. He just said, do your job. Here's what I want. I want you to get rid of ISIS. I want you to do this and that. Other thing, and there was a lot more freedom. Just go get the job done. Now we're going to see the management of the military by far left feminists, far left abortion supporters, far left transgender, far left sexuality, all that stuff. And in, my friends that were again, same thing in the military said in the Obama years, as you got up in ranks, you really had to play the political game and be OK. They weren't promoting conservatives if they could help it in the Obama administration. They were making sure to push out any of the really conservative, socially conservative otherwise. And what's left is political operatives that play the game at the highest level, but may or may not be the best and the brightest. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, we do want a military that's uh, that's uh, super uh, that um, is uh, led by civilians. We don't want a military in charge. But we, you know, the idea that we have one of the congressmen who's a pretty senior guy, Steve Cohen's pretty senior. He's been in Congress twenty years or more, and he's saying we basically need a test, a, a test, political test, whether you're allowed to serve in the military. That's pretty scary stuff. That's pretty scary stuff. All right, let me finish with this. I want to encourage you. I should have started with this. Be, be encouraged. Don't be angry. Anger eats us. Anger eats people alive. Joy feeds us. It doesn't mean we're happy, right? We got a lot of fights. We got, I mean, we got a lot of battling to do. We got a lot of um, skirmishes over issues, real battles, real fights over issues, real fights over the future of our country. But that's, that's, we can do that because America's set up in such a way. We can do it. We can make it happen. We're going to have guests on today, Ted Malik, uh, AWR, uh, talking about the Second Amendment. We're going we, we to have these guests on. Uh, and, you know, AWR Hawkins is really good about, hey, our Constitution, here's how we can protect it. So don't let anger seize you. Don't let fear, despair. Be joyful. Doesn't mean you're happy. And I was happy. I'm not happy this week, but I'm joyful because I know the basics of who we are, what I believe, how we fit together, and the American exceptionalism. It's real. It's real. It's special. It's great. So hang in there. Be proud. Be grounded in the truth, the truth that you know. I hope it's your faith. After your faith, I hope it's the Constitution, the rule of law, the founding values, and build out from there and that gives you joy even in the face of incredible adversity nobody wants what's going to happen I mean, none of us want what's going to happen. I don't want, let me say it the better. I, I don't want what's going to happen in terms of the negative policies and the impact on families and everything else. But we got to keep going. Got to go forward. Ours is to be faithful, not always successful, but faithful because success will follow. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk with Ted Malik and then A.W.R. Hawkins and a lot more. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. It's time to check in with our old friend Ted Malik. Go to tedmalik.com and track him down. He is, uh, well, he's written lots and lots of books and articles and uh, and has uh, uh, been involved in uh, politics as well as business around the world and also as a professor. Uh, Ted, welcome back. And let me say first, I'm going to talk about your column, which is over American Greatness, amgreatness.com in a moment. But can I ask you, I've been on my mind for about three hours since I spoke with a friend talking about the economy. The economy, oil prices are 
are, are tracking up. Janet Yellen may be the Treasury Secretary, which means she likely wants to raise interest rates. Are we headed towards an economic problem? Uh, we're headed towards a different economic experience than the one we experienced under the three years of the Trump boom. So as I've told your listeners before, within six months, we'll have higher interest rates, increased unemployment, and much higher taxes. So what will happen? Hmm. The stock market will be going down. Hmm. And... Even though, like, even though my uh, my thought when I see Joe Biden, some of his picks, he's not exactly picking. Uh, he's picking some lefties uh, into you know the Consumer Protection Bureau. That guy looks like a lefty. The SEC guy looks like a lefty. But I, I, he's not exactly. You know, I, I don't know. Some, there, is there any hope that somehow uh, the forces that want the economy to keep growing hold him off, or are we just is he just too uh, tied tied up by the left? Well, I think there is some hope. Uh, you know, I, I worked in the Senate uh, a long time ago when Joe Biden was uh, on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee with us. And I, I would say he was not known as a radical. In fact, he was a, even a segregationist and a kind of centrist at that point in time. So the question might be whether he comes to his senses and doesn't let his left wing take over his administration, or, and I think it's much more likely the case as a senile kind of a, a basement type president, other people do his bidding, and with 100 days, we have an altogether different political and economic experience. Okay, well, see, I told you that wouldn't. That wouldn't but let's, talk, let's talk about your piece in American Greatness. Uh, Country Club Republicans, political power has always been overrated. Walk, walk through this. This is really, I, 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 I chuckled at times, and then when I finished, I thought, boy, that's about right. Uh, you know, the people that want political power, they miss a lot of powers other places. Walk me through what you're doing in this piece. Well, first, let me say uh, that it's a parody. It's. It's meant to yeah. be funny, so I'm glad you chuckled. <laughs> yep. uh, right. It also should make you wince if you're, you know, on our side of the political uh, fence, or if you're a true conservative and Republican, uh, because these uh, people—let's call them rhinos, country club, we call them—I mean, they go by different names. We can even name individuals, but. Uh, they are actually, uh, and not under their breath any longer, they are clapping that Donald Trump is gone and off the stage, and they want to put him into the sunset and basically have him go away and probably write his entire administration out of history. Uh, and um, many of them are laughing at present, uh, as I say in the piece, and others are, you know, kind of, Concernating over who, quote, will be the next Republican leader, uh, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, or, you know, some other unknown who will take us back to what I call the Koch brothers plan. Uh, we're talking with Ted Malik and the pieces over uh, at uh, American Greatness, amgreatness.com. We'll put up on social media. In within this piece, you said one of these lines that I, I, I did laugh at. And as you said, I also winced, though. You said back to the Coke, organi back to the Coke organization's plan. And this is what I said in an interview earlier today, something like the, 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 some of the Republicans that are sort of celebrating, thinking, OK, let's see if we can get control of this. Their vision was more, uh, quote unquote, free markets, meaning international 
neoliberal globalism, more open borders to drive down wages. But de by definition, it's exactly what created the Trump movement. You know, millions of Americans saying we lost our hometowns as well as our hometown jobs. So but is it is, are you seeing we got uh, Biden saying already we're going to have uh, millions, millions get amnesty. I mean, we're starting down this path. What the Republican Party can't go back to that. Uh, I mean, it, 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 the, the number of people that want that in the Republican Party are small. They're the they're the really the the top of the heap in terms of the uh, RNC control. But can the party can't go back to that and win an election, can they? Well, you put a couple of things together there. Uh, the last one was win an election. The answer to that is most definitely no. Could they go back to that? Yes, because the elite in the party, at least in large part, is still there and anti-Trump. And the question really is uh, the future of the Republican Party. Now, you know, we know it's a big tent and we know there are different factions and we know there was something called fusionism to make your readers go do some more research. But um, <laughs> the, the, the question really is, uh, can we have the marriage of all these different pieces and particularly the 75 million who supported a kind of economic populism or economic nationalism? And uh, my thought at present is that, no, that this is something ripping apart at the seams. Uh, I also know historically that third parties have not been successful in American history. Uh, right. I mean, they have spoiled the election for other parties, but they haven't gained power. So the question is, can we have some coalition and find some new leaders, even if they're younger leaders, who can put all this together, who can stitch it together? I do not believe they're the Mitch McConnells of the world. Uh, we're talking with uh, Ted Malik, and again, his piece is called "Return of the Country Club Republicans." And uh, and let um, me ask a different question about Donald Trump. You know him pretty well over the years, and now, and you're also a pretty keen observer of, if I can say, of these highly successful um, type of men, women, business slash political leaders, right? And you did you you've written books, historical books on this on this topic. Um, when he leaves office, Ted. Uh, my gut now tells me he's going to be subject to the, the, the most unprecedented version of what we've seen with General Flynn and a few others, Roger Stone. And, and I think he's going to be under a, a assault from lawfare in every jurisdiction that's possible. I, I, I now think he'll be indicted on Thursday in New York State, and then it'll go from there. And, and I, I don't think the left, I think that they want the uh, punching bag, and I think they're setting up the situation where the, the Law firms won't represent him just about. He used to be able to hire anybody. You know, lawyer, lawyers were like uh, high-end uh, prostitutes. As long as you had enough money, you could hire them. So why am I wrong? Wow, I had spent the morning talking to lawyers, so I'm not going to uh, even enter into the <laughs> debate on that question. But I, I, yeah. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong, and that after a few weeks, and maybe Biden actually wants to see some political unity, that. Uh, in, in a divided country that, you know, Donald Trump would just fade away and, you know, he could write his memoirs and start his presidential library or something like that. I mean, that's what honorably happens in, you know, in past uh, presidential, uh, you know, losses. But if it's the case that he's deplatformed, which he has been, and attacked, the media certainly likes to go after him because it makes news stories. You could have this kind of legal warfare that you uh, suggest. God knows there are any number of people who want to go after him. 
I think he has some backbone and will fight back. And the way he'll do that, in my estimation, because he is a person of some vengeance, uh, we will be primarying a lot of people in the Republican Party within a year and a half. Hmm. Well, I think uh, I think that's true. I think that's true. I, I agree with you. I, I think that there is an appetite for that, and that that could be uh, the uh, the beginning of the uh, show. Hey, Art, uh, Ted, any books? Are you writing a book on the Trump administration? You'd have a pretty good perspective. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at anything like no. that? I'm, I'm no? not doing that. I have been working on a book uh, called uh, "The Year of the Bat," which is about the effect of China and the coronavirus, which breaks some new mm-hmm. lines of thinking. But to know no, oh, nothing, nothing on a grand scale. I think I'll give it to let the historians have their way for a couple of years before we take uh, Trump apart. Political power has always been overrated. It's a funny, uh, it is a funny uh, satire kind of uh, tongue in cheek, but it'll get you thinking. So tune in for that. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report back in a moment. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And as you know, I'm a big fan of the uh, website Breitbart.com and its many writers and uh, personalities. I often fill in for Alex Marlowe on his uh, morning show. And, uh, of course, I have Joel Pollack's uh, writings on as many times as I can. But there's another man over there at uh, the uh, Breitbart.com you should check out. He writes on the Second Amendment issues. And I was trying to get him on for a while. His name is A.W.R. Hawkins. He's won a bunch of awards right on the Second Second Amendment for Breitbart, uh, and he also his his sort of. St- a segment here is called Downrange with AWR a. Hawkins. You can follow him on Twitter, AWR Hawkins, excuse me, at AWR Hawkins. So, first of all, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Um, I'm doing great and great to be with you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. So before we get to, I wanted to get to the NRA situation, which I find very serious. I did notice you had a post uh, on on the, the situation in Chicago. Uh, it felt timely as we hear the Biden administration begin to get their sea f- feet underneath them, and they're saying they're going to do this and that on guns. Uh, walk us through what happened in over the weekend in Chicago. Right. Yeah, Chicago. It, well, I hate to say it, it's kind of a normal weekend there. Uh, I think uh, at least 23 people were shot and uh, six six fatalities. And uh, sad, but that's about normal. I mean, I think last weekend 25 people were shot, five fatalities. Mm-hmm. So it's right in line. And uh, we covered at Breitbart last year, there were over 4,100 people shot. Now, that's fatal and non-fatal combined. Fatal yeah. was uh, north of 760. And... Uh, it's pretty incredible to uh, think that's happening in an American city, but it sure is. And it's happening in a city where gun control has been the norm uh, for quite some time. And uh, even though some of their most strict gun control, like the handgun ban, is gone, uh, the vestiges of gun control are, are very strong there. And gun control is still a go-to remedy that they can't quit voicing yeah. and pushing. And so it's not getting them anywhere, though, because gun control ultimately empowers criminals, not law-abiding citizens. Uh, we're talking with uh, AWR Hawkins, who writes over at uh, Breitbart.com. You can follow him on Twitter at AWR Hawkins. Excuse me, at AWR underscore Hawkins. Make sure, but you'll find him if you search over there. Uh, before I get to the Biden administration, I want to go to one other thing, AWR. Uh, and this, this, this. It, it, it seems to me we've seen now the playbook of the left on um, in general, but also now we're seeing it on 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 the Second Amendment. And the playbook is lawfare, where you take the law and you use it against 
against uh, General Michael Flynn, for example, and you make him spend his money and spend his life. And it's a kind of the punishment is the process. That's the thing. The NRA, in this case, incorporated decades ago in New York. Therefore, its incorporation papers make it so that the attorney general of New York has a sort of hook in to start jerking their chain. And now the NRA is is filing bankruptcy, moving to Texas. Walk us through. You wrote a, you wrote a piece on this, I guess, three days ago. What exactly is going on? And more importantly, how do you see this lawfare thing? I mean, it, it's, it's almost as big a threat as anything we're seeing. And nobody's really talking it through the right way, as far as I can tell. Right. No, I think you, well, I think you summed it up pretty good on, on the NRA there. And I think, you know, they filed bankruptcy to try to get, uh, to the, uh, I, this is just my opinion. I believe they're using that, uh, as a tool to cut themselves mm-hmm. loose from New York and get to Texas where, uh, you know, uh, AG Ken Paxton and Governor Greg Abbott will embrace them with open arms as will the people of Texas. I mean, uh, uh, I'm in Texas right now, hog hunting, and, uh, you know, these people are just some of the best people in the world. And uh, mm-hmm. so they're going to embrace the NRA open arms. I believe it's a good move for the NRA. And, uh, and probably at the time they incorporated uh, in New York, it wasn't a stupid move at that time. But over time, as you say, it became a, a move that uh, that really endangered their very existence. And so... As for the second question on the lawfare, uh, you know, this is something you've got to watch because Biden's coming in office uh, with a promise to repeal the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. That's the PLCAA. Uh, it was put right. in place in 2005. And if that happens, uh, I think, as you said, it's the process that becomes punishment. If that happens, then what happens is there will begin to be a flood of lawsuits because what the PLCAA does it protects gun manufacturers in a situation where they lawfully make a gun and lawfully sell a gun. Now, if that gun is stolen and criminally used after being lawfully made and sold, well, you can't hold them liable. That's what the PLCAA does. It protects them. Biden wants to remove that protection. So if you lawfully buy a gun that was lawfully made and it's stolen, then whoever made that gun can be sued. And if we get in that kind of situation, uh, we won't have gun manufacturers very long. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. The point of lawfare is if you can't beat the actual front end of the fight, you go around the side end and cause it like they're doing right now. I gave an example. I just talked a few moments ago. We're talking, we're talking with uh, A.W.R. Hawkins, who writes over at Breitbart.com and the Second Amendment. I spoke a few moments ago with a, a, a friend, a commentator on the air, and I said, I think that they'll probably try to indict Donald Trump in every court where there's a Soros based district attorney. And then what they've done in the last six weeks is raise the cost to be a lawyer who represents Trump. They've pushed people out. They've made them they've made them quit their firms, all this kind of stuff. Because you can't win the argument. You win You win this battle by kind of siege mentality. And the only thing conservatives need to do is realize that they're not going to stop. I really don't think they're going to stop. Now, let me walk, uh, before we run out of time, A.W.R. Hawkins, uh, who's over at Breitbart.com, one of the writers over there. What's the, you already mentioned it, what's, the, what's your number one concern, though? You might have mentioned it already, but maybe another one then, of the Biden administration. What's your hearing that they're going to come in to do and how you think that could play out that maybe our listeners haven't been thinking about. You already gave one great example, but are there well, others think, that you're, you're we seeing? Have, well, we'll have to watch how they come in with executive action. Executive, executive action is limited. It's scary. Don't get me wrong. 
executive gun control is scary because that means they have teams of lawyers going through laws to find ways Biden can tweak and, and expand with just an order. That's going to be a big thing on his on his uh, on his mind. So, and also an assault weapons ban, of course. And he's very big on pushing an end to the manufacture of quote unquote assault weapons, an end to the sale of quote unquote assault weapons. And that's what his ban would do. Uh, and then he'll double up on that if he gets a chance. He'll double up on that. Uh, and when I say if he gets a chance, I mean if Congress supports it. He will push uh, also taxation on AR-15s, AK-47s that are already owned so that by he he's already talked on his website of putting them under the National Firearms Act. That's from 1934. And if he does that... That means if you own an AR-15, you legally bought it, you haven't committed a crime, you'll still have to pay a $200 tax to retain possession of that. And besides that tax, you'll be fingerprinted, you'll be photographed, and that gun will be registered with the ATF, just just as if it were a machine gun, a suppressor, or a short-barreled rifle. And the goal is to suppress Americans' desires to possess these firearms. It's almost the same thing. We were talking about lawsuits. You can't get them on the front end to get them on the back end. Let's make owning these guns mm-hmm. such a scary thing, and no one wants to be on the government yeah. list, that people will get rid of them. And that's going to be how he handles it's going to be gun owners are going to be strong armed by Biden for four years, strong armed. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with A.W.R. Hawkins. You need to read him over at Breitbart.com. He's posting almost every day, sometimes twice a day over there. I'm looking at his list uh, a couple times a few yesterday, uh, two days ago. And so check him out there. One last thing. Um, are you hunting feral hogs down there? Yes, sir. Hunting. Uh, well, we're hunting. Uh, yeah. And some of them are pretty big over where we are right now. So we, we'll take out tonight. We'll take out six hours new uh, uh, Echo three scope. That's the thermal I'm using. It. Oh. That's my yeah, favorite. Yeah. You well, get stationary oh, man. tripod. Put it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many? How many will you get tonight? I mean, the, by the way, for our listeners that don't pay attention, feral hogs are are, are they're like rats, except they're massive right. and they screw everything they're up. So you, we need to. Yeah, but they need to yeah. be exterminated, and 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 then you'll get people that argue. I was from, I'm from Missouri, and they'd have these people saying, "Don't be mean to the feral hogs." I said, "The feral hogs are killing everything, from crops to to animal." But how many how many will you guys take out? Are you you allowed to take as many as you want? Right? There's yeah, we're allowed to take as many as we want, and they tear up land too. They tear up land so badly yeah, exactly. that you can't put horses or cattle out there because they'll break legs. Yeah. But I I have a former uh, SEAL Team 3 member hunting with me today, and uh, if you can see the the firearms that he he brought with him, it's going to be pretty (laughs) awesome. I expect that we – I'm hoping for a night where between the two of us we can get 15. Good. Well, get as many as you can because those things are nasty. AWR Hawkins, check him out, Breitbart.com. Thank you, sir, for coming on. Uh, we'll put your stuff up on social media uh, and uh, appreciate your insight into what's coming and uh, and your help understanding what's happening. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Great to be with you. All right. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Phony politicians promise us the world just to get reelected. Nobody wants to be the candidate after all, telling the people that government isn't going to save them. Sadly, no matter how many election cycles we go through with politicians promising the same old hope and change, 
they almost always fail to deliver. The political insiders have a dirty little secret they do not want you to know. If you knew it, it could change the way you look at politics forever. If leftist politicians won't tell you the truth, I'll do it for them. Here it is. No matter what they promise you, the government is not going to make you successful or make you happy. If you want to get ahead in life, hard work is the only way to do it. That's the beauty of America's free market system. If you work hard, you make yourself your most valuable commodity. If you are free to sell your sweat equity and your innovative spirit, you can blaze a trail to success no matter what your background. You have to choose not to be a victim. It might sound like I'm giving you bad news, but it's actually the best news you can get. In other nations, your success in life is determined by what family you're born into. If your parents were poor, you're poor too. No matter how hard you work or how smart you are, you have no hope for a better life. America was uniquely founded on the simple idea of hope being freely available to all. It's your decision whether or not to seize that hope for yourself. Let's remember, the Declaration of Independence talks about the pursuit of happiness. But so many people forget the pursuit part. No one's going to hand you happiness on a silver platter, after all. You have to make the choice to pursue it. With your God-given rights protected, hope is yours for the taking in our nation. Make the choice today to work hard, to be generous with others, and to make yourself smart. In short, Make the choice to live a life of real hope, American style. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, let's finish up today with what you need to do. The window. The window today. And let me tell you, I'm so happy about this. I can't tell you. Um... You remember Josh Hawley, Senator Hawley from Missouri. He's been targeted by the uh, media, by the left, by the Democrats, by the uh, moderate Republicans. He's just been targeted every which way you turn around. They've been trying to give him trouble back in Missouri, my home state. He's been getting grief there. He's been uh, he had a over the weekend. He had a. Um, event that was actually I think the event was scheduled in the future maybe a week or two from now but it was the invitation was noticed and uh, posted on the internet on social media and it was an event a fundraiser at a Lowe's hotel in Florida sort of one of these big fundraisers I think it was a family fundraiser invited kids and families and you paid a bunch of money to come to a fundraiser well Lowe's hotels decided that they were going to join the fun and uh, cancel the event said it's not acceptable. Why? Well, the reason why is because 
they I don't know the the entire fake news media and left and establishment Republicans object to Josh Hawley using the Constitution uh, and and actually abiding by the Constitution. There's no indication. Nobody says that Josh Hawley was a part of the violence at the Capitol. Nothing. It's guilt by association, and it's just a nasty slur, really, really vicious stuff. And he is sort of out on an island. All the folks you'd expect to defend him, you know, the, his colleagues and all, everybody steps back and lets him be out there getting bludgeoned and, and uh, in the media. So in steps uh, a man named Tom Spence. Now, Tom Spence is the president, and I think he's technically the publisher, uh, maybe the editor-in-chief, I'm not sure the title, it must be, I don't know, of, of Regnery uh, Publishing. Now, Regnery, you've heard me talk, in fact, on last Friday, we talked with uh, Al Regnery. Al Regnery is the namesake, the son of the founder of Regnery Press, Henry Regnery, founded it 75 years ago. Al Regnery ran it for a while, and about 20 years ago, sold the press, the the publishing house to uh, what became eventually Salem uh, Salem Radio Network, our network of, of folks that are on the radio with us. Um, it went through one owner in between, as I recall. But be that as it may, Tom Spence is a guy who has been publishing conservative books for 25 or 30 years, including he was the publisher of a few of the great volumes of Phyllis Schlafly in the later part, in the latter part of her career, uh, including he was the editor of uh, and, and publisher of the updated A Choice Not an Echo and other things. He, he's been around uh, for decades and, and publishing conservatives. Initially, he had his own publishing house. I think it was called Spence Publishing. And then he was the one of the senior editors at Regnery, and now he's the president and publisher of Regnery Press. Well, here's what happened. Wonderful. Josh Hawley's book, scheduled to be published by Simon & Schuster, Simon & Schuster, Simon & Schuster, pardon me, it gets canceled. Simon & Schuster says, oh, we're not going to do that. It's a book on tech, the big tech, and how we have to take them on. And Simon & Schuster was looking at it saying, huh, we got Senator Josh Hawley, a rising star who is, uh, you know, very, very smart, U.S. Supreme Court clerk, uh, graduate of all the big schools, U.S. Senator in his early 40s. We want that book. We'll publish that, baby. Well, until the mainstream media, the fake news media, and the left started canceling everybody, and they canceled his book deal. So you say, holy cow, Simon & Schuster canceled the book. Here's the beauty. Tom Spence of Regnery steps in, and he says, we'll publish it. And so he wrote an op-ed over the weekend that ran in the Wall Street Journal. And I will try. Wall Street Journal is behind a paywall, so it's a little harder. But I will try to post it and I'll put up a link. But then also, if you want to read that one, you probably can find the text of it in the Internet somewhere posted or parts of it. It's excellent. Tom Spence says, hey, he's writing a book. He's a senator on the big tech. He's not writing a book advocating sedition or advocating violence. He said this feels and Tom Spence. He didn't say all that. I'm saying it. He said, but Tom Spence said this looks like a blacklist. You know, this looks like blacklisting people who you don't like. And so he said Regnery will publish that book. Good for Regnery, and I hope, I hope and pray, and I'll do my part, that what you know to do, what you can do, and what we'll do, is buy that book. So what you need to do right now, you know, mark down your calendar. It'll take a few months for it to get, I think, uh, you know, put together and then publish. Plan to buy Josh Hawley's book from Regnery Press. Because, A, 
it'll be interesting. B, Holly deserves our support. And C, Regnery, who's stepping up to do this, deserves our thanks and support, too. You know, the, the, the reality is the book publishing business is a tough one anyway. It's hard to make money in book publishing. It's just tough, tough margins. It's very, excuse me, very, very hard to do. And so we should support the people who are on the right side of things. And Regnery, especially in this case, is right there. So they publish a lot of other books. They did publish, I should say, um, they published um, The Conservative Case for Trump, uh, the book uh, by uh, Phyllis Schlafly, myself, and Brett Decker, uh, which came out in uh, just in September of 2016, was a New York Times bestseller right off the bat, and uh, then sold throughout that year, kind of laid out the case for Trump uh, from a conservative standpoint, and was, if I can say, a bulwark in helping hold the conservatives in that fall when they suddenly the Billy Bush weekend occurred and other things, and they tried to drive us away. So uh, I, I'm a fan of Regnery Press, uh, and I, but I'm really pleased that Tom Spence not only took the book, but wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal to say why he took the book and to say why we need to have publishing and to give his case for that. Very good. Congratulations to Tom Spence. Congratulations to Josh Hawley. And what you need to do and what I need to do, what we need to do together is buy that book. It'll be out in the next few months. Stay tuned. But until then, encourage the good works of good people as we watch uh, you know, the cancel culture come for everybody. We can't stand by. We watch it, we see it, and then we got to move to help uh, save those people that are being canceled. All right. As always, thank you to our great Noah, the technical director, producer, and uh, audio master extraordinaire who gets this all together. Thank you to Joanna for uh, putting our book, booking our guests. Great guest today, and thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can reach out directly to me, ed at phyllisschlafly.com, ed at phyllisschlafly.com, at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter. Direct message me. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro America Report on The Answer, San Diego.